Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. You are on the Making More Money for You show on Voice America Business. Uh, today, I have a really great guest with me. It's going to take us... Uh, in a different direction than normal, just normal investing that we normally talk about on, on the topics. But, but as you know, this show is not just about investing money. It's also investing in yourself and also making better lives and for a better tomorrow. Uh, with that being said, I want to like definitely thank Will Basta for being on the show last week about telling about his, his uh, company, Ascend Ecom, and how he's transforming e-commerce and making everything a little bit different and a little bit better for all of us in our automated worlds, uh, which brings me to my guest today. Today, I have Tommy Breedlove of Le- uh, Legendary Life. Tommy, welcome to the show. Hey, Magnus Carter. We can talk about anything you want, brother. You want to talk about investing? Let's talk about investing. You want to talk about real estate? Let's talk about real estate. You want to talk about building and living a legendary life? Let's do it, brother. I'm in. All right. Well, that that is wonderful. Actually, if you think about it, Tommy, all those things tie together. A hundred percent, man. There, you got to have all legs to the stool. Is number one investment you can make is in yourself, your knowledge, your heart muscles, your mind muscles, what you know, and your money muscles, all that good stuff. And so you can lead loving man. So you are, you know this, I know this, but so many people think that money will buy them happiness. Nope, it's just a magnifying glass. If you're a great person, it'll magnify the greatness. Mm-hmm. If you're a miserable person, it's going to magnify that. So let's lean in, man. All right, awesome. Well, before we get started, Tommy, can you tell us? Uh, maybe not a lot of my listeners actually heard of you or. Um, is new to your way of thinking in your lifestyle. Can you give us a little background on yourself? Yeah, man. Um, so I'm the, I'm Tommy Breedlove. I am the USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling author of the book Legendary. Um, I didn't start as an author. I didn't start as a success mentor on business life and relationships. I did 21 years in large financial consulting firms. Think the, the Deloitte's of the world. So I spent uh, 21 years. I was a senior partner, international practice leader of a large firm. Um, also an owner of that firm and at uh, 36 years old, had a life-changing transformation, decided to make me my full-time job and not my career, my full-time job and money, success, happiness, fulfillment, peace of mind, my marriage, uh, everything just 10 X after that, my network reached out to me and said, I never planned on leaving that world because I was an owner in the firm and my financial right. destiny was set. But when my network of private equity, bankers, lawyers, entrepreneurs, corporate execs, and others started reaching out to me saying, hey, man, what did you do? How did you do it? And you need to write a book. We wrote a book. It crushed it. Came a Wall Street Journal bestseller. And we uh, sold my equity in the firm. And we became, we have built a, an entire ecosystem, a community, experiences, retreats, and masterminds for ambitious men and women to help them build and live legendary lives and to join our community. And hopefully we're the community that you do business and life with, man. So that's a quick summary of my, my life and background. Yeah. We thank you for that. Uh, uh, after reading the book and seeing a lot of your doing my homework, of course, uh, seeing a lot of your, your masterminds and your podcasts and your other interviews, man, you, you've just listening to you changing everything, you know, from start to finish, you know, you didn't hold anything back, which a lot of people end up doing. And they cut out the really important pieces, the little tiny pieces that are ultimately overlooked. And that's one thing that I bring to the show is I like to take those little things that everybody overlooks and bring them back into people's lives. Yeah. Uh, Once you've had that realization, what was the first thing that you thought about after you found out? It's like, okay, I have everything. 
you know, I am corporate America, but what was that one little piece that ultimately started, started the transformation? Yeah, man. And it, some people call it a transformation. Other calls it others call it rock bottom brother. And I'm just going to own that. <laughs> we'll call it a transformation for your, and it was my second one. Um, grew up, let me give you a kind of a real quick background. Grew up humble beginnings, good blue collar part of the world, South Atlanta. Um, I was, I was 18 years old, was scheduled to be the first person to go to college and God willing graduate, had a bunch of rides to full university, full scholarships to universities. And I grew up in and around a lot of violence and a lot of abuse. And unfortunately, at 18, when I had all these full rides, I became that violence and abuse that I hated. Committed a violent crime at 18. I lost my scholarships and was looking at seven years in prison. This is all related to that transformation in my career. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, luckily it was dropped to two misdemeanors, but I was sentenced to two years. And instead of being at university, I spent my 19th birthday incarcerated. African-American gentleman crossed uh, racial boundaries, said, young blood, you're not going to become a part of this revolving door system. Mentored me, held me accountable, but also showed me what being a man actually meant. And so I got out, went to work for a nuclear waste container factory, community college at night, did end up at the University of Georgia and went from a jail cell to a company called Deloitte in three years. Fast forward 15 years, man. I had the corner office, the shiny cufflinks, the the suit on the outside. He said, man, this guy, and I was making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And this guy, you would have said, this guy's got it all going on. And uh, I never dealt with those fears, insecurities, those demons, the not good enoughs. Yeah, again, on the outside, it looked like arrogant guy, important guy, life of the party guy, couldn't ask for help guy. And, um, and, you know, arrogance is just insecurity on steroids. And really what I felt inside was not enough. And what I realized is no status, power, money. And I, all those things are important. I'm not saying they're not important because they are important. But again, they're a magnifying glass. And when that didn't light me up, man, I turned to all the darkness. I mean, we've seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street. We've seen the cliche so many times. I lived that and woke up in a ditch at uh, 36 years old after probably doing some multi-million dollar audit or M&A deal and looking at the blue sky thinking, my God. Are you going to get another third chance? Your life on the outside looks great. You've got this unbelievable career, but everything else is crumbling. So at that moment, man, with great mentors, with great coaches, with reading everything I could put my hands on, I went from making my career my full-time job to me my full-time job. I'm talking about my courage, my confidence, my peace of mind, my fulfillment, and really learning how to lead, love, and respect myself so that I could truly lead, love, love, and respect others. And when I did that, my money doubled. I went from junior partner to senior partner to international practice leader to elected to the board of directors and owner of the firm at 39. Um, again, my income doubled, my network 10x, but most importantly, my marriage went from life support to strong. And even better is I felt this peace of mind, this this courage, this confidence, no, no more arrogance, no more insecure arrogance, but more humility. And I went from being one of the most hated people on the firm, the most beloved. And that's when my network started reaching out took some major courage, uh, sold the equity in the firm, eventually wrote the book, and I've built an entire ambitious uh, executive and entrepreneurial community, masterminds, retreats, experiences around the principles of the book Legendary. And so that's how I did it. And unfortunately, it took me almost losing everything twice. And my whole point is when people are just, you know, the problem with being ambitious and driven is the corner always moves. We're always swimming to the horizon. We always want more. And that's important. And I think all those things are important. But wherever you go, there you are. And if you're not confident, courageous, um, if you're not peaceful in mind, if you look in the mirror and see an enemy, not an ally, and you're isolating because isolation is the enemy of the is the enemy of excellence, 
you got to look in the mirror and know that that's the problem, the solution. And you must invest in yourself first before you go and invest in other things, because what's the point of it? If you're not happy, fulfilled, courageous, confident, and filled with peace and fulfillment, what's the point of all of it anyway? Right. So anyway, thank you for letting me share that brother. (laughs) (laughs) Not a problem. Uh, You know, everybody comes from a different walk of life. Everybody has different situations. Uh, Your situation, when I actually seen your book and I read it, I I remember talking to my producer, I'm like, I need to get you on the show because (laughs) I'm dead serious about this. Uh, We reached out, uh, we got, got a hold of your people, uh, the publishing firm and everything. And, you know, I, I wanted to build that because the things that you talked about, people are living or have lived or actually been through, or at some point, even looking to going towards that route. And not a lot of people, like you're saying, you had mentors. People don't have mentors. Yep. Uh, I, I was very fortunate. I'm very fortunate that I have some great mentors in my life and still have some great mentors in my life. Uh, but one question I have about your book is why the title legend or legendary, I should say, and becoming a legend. What pr- what pronounces those words to you besides something else um, that could be out there? You know, it came to the very end and uh, we were looking for it. I didn't like any of the titles that us and the publishers and the editors came up with. And eventually I was like, and someone said the word legendary. And what I loved about it is so aspirational. I would never say that Tommy Breedlove is legendary at all. I've written a book that I aspire to live up to and live by. And I do my best every day to live up to the core values and principles that I've set for myself and in the book. But what I love about the title legendary is it's given to us. It's granted to us by our friends, our family, our our communities, our colleagues, and everyone that we serve. And when our last breath comes, did we leave this planet? Did we leave our fellow human beings and the communities we serve better than we found them? And if so, most people will say this person lived a legendary life or built and lived a legendary life. So it's aspirational. And I love that it's given to us. We can't give it to ourselves. I mean, there's a lot of Instagram fabulous people out there that are just full of, yeah, it's a radio show. So I won't, they're not Instagram fabulous. They're just insecure. And so what I love about that is, is it's granted to us. We're giving it to us and it's about how we acted and how we made people feel. And God willing, again, when we leave this earth, we'll have a heart full of gratitude, no regrets in the communities and clients and, and, and families that we serve. will say, Hey, that man or woman lived a legendary life. That's what the whole book's about. Okay. That makes a lot of sense because not a lot of words would actually fit what you're actually describing. And after reading some of the tools and tips that you have in here, we're going to get into it a little later, you know, some of the, the higher levels of those, but when you were still investing in, in the firm and not in yourself, did you notice a shift in the way that you carried yourself, the way that you uh, perceived life? A hundred percent. I went from, you know, I was that loud and arrogant guy. And just as a reminder, arrogance is just insecurity on steroids. I was always thought I had to be the life of the party and buy the drinks and um, be funny. And I, I was just never me um, because I was always worried about what people thought about me. I let people who didn't matter matter. I really cared about what people think. I cared about um, being the toughest, funniest, richest guy in the room and surrounding myself with people who are in pain or who are gossiping, who are judgmental, uh, you know, pain loves pain. Mm -hmm. And so when I started the shift, when I really started investing in mentors, when I really started investing in coaches and reading every book I can get my hand on and practicing gratitude and working on my physical body and resting and meditating and doing all the great things that build 
our confidence, build our self-esteem, build our emotional strength and our mental strength. When I did all that, I mean, just the, the going from being arrogant to humble and knowing that Tommy is okay. Tommy is enough. Tommy is valuable. Tom, Tommy is lovable because I'm saying my name over and over again, because I was taught as a very young age, I wasn't all those things. And it came out in all of this uh, inappropriate, insecure and uh, competitive, arrogant behavior. I went, I went, I felt a sense of humility. I went from talking to listening, um, you know, and I became one of the best salesmen in the firm history because I was listening more than I was talking. People just want to hear themselves talk. Um, I went from one of the most hated people in the firm to one of the most beloved. And it's crazy, you know, because I never planned on leaving the financial consulting and public accounting world. And what's crazy is all these people started reaching out to me in and around my network, in and around my clients, in and around, you know, my ecosystem. And I thought they wanted to do deals and do business together because that's what we were all about. And, you know, I never planned on leaving that world. But they wanted to know more. They they still wanted to be world-class and badass in business. They still wanted to be successful. They still wanted to make a lot of money and invest a lot of money. But more importantly, they wanted to be world-class and elite in life, world-class and elite in their relationships. And they saw such a shift in my marriage. So in my head, you said, how did I feel? I always carried with my head up and my shoulders back now. I feel good when I walk in the room. I feel like I can be me. And brother, I love you, but I don't really care. There's like 10 people on earth that I really care what they think about me. And that's because I live my life with humidity, humility. I live it with core values. I'm here to serve and I'm here to make an impact in this world. And so there's something great when you can wake up every day and know you're living your core values. Wake up every day and know you're being you and not trying to be something you're not and surrounding yourself with people who love you, want to make you happy and want to make you better. There's nothing more calming feeling than that. And what's crazy is when I stop pushing, 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 pushing and just started serving, 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 serving from money to success, to happiness, to love, to friendships, man, they just all a hundred X. And that's why it's so important for me to mentor on this, to mentor on success, to mentor on business, but also to mentor on relationships, communication, life. And uh, we want to be the family that you choose to hang out and do business in life with. And we know that most of us ambitious driven types, we like to isolate, try to do it alone, can't ask for help. And we, we teach people that isolation is the enemy of excellence. And you've got to have a supportive tribe in and around you mm -hmm. to build a legendary life, to be successful, to be happy and to be fulfilled because you can't walk it alone, man. So that's how I felt. And I still feel that every single day. Now, this is not what it sounds like to have it going all going on, man, because I get up every day and I do the work. I do the reps. Oh, right. I do my vision work. I do my meditation work. I do my readings. I do my gratitude journals. I am constantly learning and growing. I'm in the coaching business. I have two coaches. I run women's and women's executive and entrepreneur masterminds. I'm in two masterminds. Um, I run retreats and experiences in a community. I'm in retreat. I go to retreats, experience the community. So I walk the walk every day. And when you walk the walk and you're constantly growing, because if you're not growing, you're dying, then, then all of a sudden your life your energy, what you vibrate, what you believe in, everything just changes for you. So it's it's a beautiful feeling to wake up every day, being a little bit better than you were the day before. It's really cool. And it pays compounding interest. So those of you who are investors, as a term you like, all of this work pays compounding interest. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, like you're saying, compound, you know, it all starts, you got to start at one. You can't start anywhere else besides adding one. And yep. then one goes to two, you know, two to the four. And then we, as we, as we grow and, and do this, um, 
it starts changing. And, and, and have you noticed when you were going through these changes that there's more battles that you've had more fights, you had more fights inside of you, you had more fights in your inner circles and in your tribesmen, in your, in your, um, day-to-day life, more or less. Have you, have you seen that? (laughs) Not anymore. I did at first. Okay. Um, and you wouldn't believe that when you start this work, when you make your yourself your first time, first, when you make yourself your first job. And the whole point is when you look in a mirror to see an ally and not an enemy. Well, that I call it the Tommy go round and I've nicknamed my alter ego Ike. It hates it because it wants to bring you down. It wants to hate yourself. You know, that voice inside of our head that mm-hmm. says all these things. If we talk to other people like we talk to ourselves, no one would hang out with us. Well, when you start battling that with great coaches, when you start uh, firing negative friends and negative Nellies and people who bring you down and you start bringing positive, abundant, growth-minded people into your life, when you start reading every day personal development, leadership, and business books, when you start practicing gratitude, when you start seeing the good all around you and not the bad all around you, when you start turning off the noise, the news, the social media, all that crap that's just poison in your eyes and ears, Man, your alter ego hates it. It really hates it. And it gets really loud. But the more you battle, the more you do the work, the more you do the reps. And I call all this work, whether it's financial reps, emotional reps, mental reps, spiritual reps, and physical reps. If you're not doing the daily work on yourself, you're atrophying. If you're not growing in all those areas, you're dying. And so we have to start there. And what I noticed at first, because in the financial and legal and private equity, M&A, consulting, and public accounting world, I was surrounding myself with people who were just like me, who were in pain, who were loud, who wanted to throw money around, who wanted to talk about women, who were arrogant. You know, those guys that everybody looks at and like, oh, man, those are D-bags. Well, that was me. And so that was me. And that was my entire tribe. And so, um, you know, when you start doing this work, when you start getting quiet, you start reflecting and you want to be grateful and you want to be loving and you want to serve others and serve yourself, those people hate it. And so publicly, I was made fun of a lot. I lost a lot of my network, a lot of loss of my friends. But man, what I have replaced them with, clients and members of my community and members of my mastermind, my friends, my family, my network, I now have an inner circle of people who make me happy and make me better and who are net givers. Man, doesn't mean I don't love all those other people, but I don't want to be around them. I want people who lift me up and make me better, not who drag me down. And again, pain loves pain, arrogance loves arrogance, and people want you to be insecure and down in the ditch with them, man. And so I have to be very boundaried and say no a lot to people. But I'm telling you, man, yes, a lot of people fight. I had to fight myself every day and fight this battle every day and still do. Because again, if you don't do the work, you're atrophying. And I'm talking about mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, and physical mastery. And to me, with just less than an hour a day, you can be so much better than you were yesterday, so much happier, so much more confident, but it takes work. And that's why the 90% of the 90% is because they don't want to do the work. Same thing goes in investing. The 10% of the 10% is because they do the work. It's not because they're lucky. They create their own luck. Unless you were born with money, and that, that still doesn't mean you're happy, right. but unless you do the work to be better in all phases of your life, you're going to be stuck where you are, man. Yeah. Uh, and you're constantly doing the same thing over and over again. You're like over and over that the hamster wheel, the hamster wheel scenario, if you will. Cause I know what was it? Um, 
Robert Green. I remember reading. Oh, I, was I love Robert up, Green. I, I, love, I love the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Hell yeah, I love that book. It's a wonderful book. It's <laughs> it's the Devil's Playbook or the Mastery of Life book. You pick. <laughs> you pick. That's right. And that's that's the way he wrote it. And I love the way he wrote that. That's how I write my books. I'm not going to tell you what to do. It. I'm going to give you the information to do. Your choice. And a lot of people use it to gain. Uh, it's sad, but it, it's to gain and harm others in the process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And I love your point there. And you give people the tools. And I, I'm a firm believer, Magnus, is the only power we have in life is our choices. Exactly. That's the only power. You can't, you don't control anything else except your choices. And you have a choice. If you're listening to this in the Western side of the world and we're free, you have a choice every moment of every day of every second of your life. And you also have the same 24 hours everybody else's is what are you going to choose to do? What are you going to choose to invest in? What are you going to choose to make of yourself? And, and I got I want people to hear this wherever you are in life. If you're, if you're not as financially successful or as happy or to have the relationships you want or the friendships you want, you're not alone. I mean, we're all struggling in some areas of our life. We're all insecure in some areas of life. We all have pain around us and life is hard. So first of all, no, you're not alone. Second of all, know that wherever you're struggling in your life, most likely it's not on you. Although you are the problem and the solution, look in the mirror and know that's the problem and solution. And also know this, that 95% of your thoughts and actions every single day are the same that they were the day before. That's everybody on earth. And until you start unwiring, until you start rewiring, until you start getting rid of old beliefs and old stories that were told to you, because everything you know was taught to you, you did not come up with it on your own. When you start undoing those beliefs, undoing those wirings and start doing the daily reps that I'm talking about to rewire your subconscious and your inner thoughts, that's when the results start happening. But I do want people to hear they're alone, not alone in anything that they're struggling with because they're not because we all are. I want people to know that 95% of what they think about was what they thought about yesterday. That's okay. But you can unwire it. You can, you can create your own story. You can start working on your heart, mind, and soul muscles and your money muscles and your body muscles. And man, if you look in the mirror and know that's the solution and the problem, go take action and make a choice to be better than you were yesterday. I just want everybody here. They're not alone because we all, we're all in the same boat together, man, paddling. And we just, and we're all going to end up warm food. So let's not take life too seriously either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We can't take it with us either. Yeah. So enjoy everything what we can do here, especially the people around you. The I found that the more people like you're saying is the better people you, you support that you put it in your orbit, if you will, the better your life becomes. Agreed. Completely. You know, they've been talking about that for 3000 years and one day we're going to believe them. (laughs) One day (laughs) it'll have to be an emoji somewhere on, on maybe if it's on Facebook, maybe people will believe it because that's all true. Right. Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. No pain on Facebook. Is there? (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Uh, But I can't believe, you know, we're already almost halfway through the show already. And we've covered so many topics, so many different t- items to do. Uh, we've also talked about, you know, your background and whatnot. What made you actually get into this? Um, we're going to have to take a break very shortly, uh, but we are going to come back with you. And I, we're, we're definitely going to continue this conversation a little bit more in depth. Yeah, uh, everybody, I have Tommy Breedlove on the show with me. We're talking about building a legendary life, his book being leg- uh, legendary, which I have right here. And uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I have author and investor and and money, uh, actually professional coach and personal coach, Tommy Breedlove. Uh, Tommy, thank you for coming back to, for actually being on the show. Brother, I'm humbled to be here, man. And I don't know if your 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 audience can see this, but I'm looking at the beautiful Bahamas in your background and I've got the beautiful North Georgia mountains in my background, oh. man. So let's lean in, brother. Ooh. Yeah, that's definitely better than city life. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I've gone from city life to mountain folk in a matter of six months, man. I lived in cities my whole life, and now I'm a mountain guy. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> now, now that brings up an excellent question. Uh, your environment, when you lived in the city to where you are living now, have you found that the battles have changed in oh, your life? Oh, my gosh, man. And so I grew up in and around the city of Atlanta. I'm talking about city, city for most of my life. And uh, the first move I made was to the suburbs. And I didn't realize the energy of a city, the speed of a city, the noise of a city. And when even when I moved to the suburbs, man, my shoulders were a little less tense. I slept a little better. I didn't feel as angry or as like intense or stressed. And so I was like, my God, man. And we're talking about investors. So I invested and purchased a hotel in the North Georgia mountains. It's uh, 16 bedroom, 17 bath facility that we run all our retreats out of, but it's also open to the public. It's a, it's a boutique uh, lodge and hotel and the five acres and uh, a home, right. That was adjacent to the property came up for sale. And we was like, Hey man, let's go buy it. And so we bought it. Now we're doing a full renovation and moving next to our lodge. 
and moving up here in the North Georgia mountains and they're beautiful. It's the Appalachian mountains. It's uh, the leaves are changing right now. It's just, there's the wildlife everywhere. I'm looking to see if I can see a deer at the moment. Um, but just being up here from the quiet to the reflection time, to being out in nature, the quality of the air and just being able to think and just being able to serve and not having the distractions of horns and sirens and angry people and blah, blah, blah. It's just, brother, man, I'm telling you, the past four months of my life have just been bliss. I just need to get this damn construction thing done and I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little bit of chaos, but it, it, it's one of those things that you're working on day in, day out. Day so. in and day out, man. Day in and day out. So I love, I, I have gone from city, city guy to mountain folk and I'm, I'm, I'm liking it, man. <laughs> that that's amazing because uh that was one of the things a lot of people don't realize that their environment where they're at and they spend most of their time contributes to how they react mentally emotionally and spiritually you know that that's one of the overlooked things we take it for granted it's like we like to con a lot of people like the convenience of getting things you know in a timely manner but as you're showing and and living right now is it's okay to step out of that totally i i think I'm going to say we're going to talk about assets for a second. We have four assets, four mega assets. The number one is us. Okay. Um, we are the asset. We're no good if we're not here. So you got to protect and defend your asset. We talked about it at length on the first part of the show, mm -hmm. being mentally, mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually, and physically superior and constant growth, constant learning. Number two is your time. Protect and defend that at all costs. It's your number. It's like your second greatest asset beyond yourself. It's depreciating every day. You have no more 24 hours than anybody else. Protect and defend it and make sure you prioritize it. Number three is your significant other. They're your chairman of the board and they can be the biggest asset in your life or the biggest liability. You know what I'm talking about. And finally, your fourth biggest asset is your environment where you lay your hat, who you hang around, what you're in and around. And if you're in and around noise and danger and sirens and smog and loud and angry people, guess what you're going to become? All of that. If you're around peaceful, loving, abundant, like-minded, growth-minded humans in a quiet place that makes you, that has clean air, that's beautiful. And nature is much more appealing than any city on earth. Although I love visiting cities and eating great food and drinking oh, good wine. Same here. Love it. Love it. Love eating great food, drink good wine. I love it. I'll be up in uh, Philadelphia. You know, you're in Pennsylvania. I don't know what part of Pennsylvania. I'll be up in Philadelphia soon. But um, okay. I love visiting cities, but I also, I need Tommy time. I need thinking time. I need rest time. I need nature time because I have to recharge. And so that I can, I have to protect and defend me, my time, my space, so that I can go serve others better. So I, that, those are some assets that I believe are very important as well. Okay. Those assets are very, uh, they are overlooked and we, we take them for granted. Uh, what would you say if you don't have the significant other, who would you put in that spot if I, you don't uh, have that? <clears throat> Hopefully you have a really close friend. It's not a significant other. It could be a family member. But the problem with families is, you know, you can't choose them. So here, here's the problem yeah. with families. If you're not, you've heard the joke, right? If you can't find the crazy one in your family, you are it. Um, and so, I, you know, we have 12 team members and I, I tell my team, they're like, oh, we're like a family. I'm like, no, hell no, we're not. Families are dysfunctional. I want a world-class team of people who are rowing the boat in the same direction. We want to be better. We hold each other accountable and we're, we're marching toward the same mission because we're going to spend the most time together that I'm going to love and respect you, but we're a world-class team. We're not a family. So what I would say is a, a great family member, but here's the rules on, on that person. If it's not a significant other, it could be a friend or family member or a colleague. Okay. Here's the three rules. 
They have to make you happy, make you better, and or and be a net giver. Make you happy or make you better and be a net giver. So most of the people who make me better don't make me happy, just FYI. So look for those three things and the people that you surround yourself with. Okay. Yeah, that's oh, that's excellent news right now because it's like the choose choose uh do you want a fast, do you want a good, or do you want a cheap? You can you can only pick three, <laughs> can you pick can two. only pick two. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, brother. I love it. So pick the one that best suits you what you need at the time. Um, uh, but as long as you keep to those three, those three, no matter what you you apply it to uh, what person you put in your life. Now, do you use that? that rule for actually people that come into your inner circle as well a hundred percent and um this is going to sound terrible but i'm constantly firing friends um and it's not that i don't love them i want the best for them but we're just not going in the same direction um you know and so for me i i have a rule when it comes to human beings if they're not a hell yes they're a no and they have to be a hell yes um it doesn't mean that they're bad people it's just that they're unconscious and so most of the people I hang around are doing the work. Um, they're 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 investing in coaches. They're investing in themselves. They're investing in masterminds. I do all that. I I in the mastermind experience retreat and coaching business. Uh, most of the people I hang around are builders. They're innovators. They want to. They're ambitious and driven. Um, and they don't even have to be successful. I, they just got to want to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of our people are also practice extreme ownership and are personal accountable. So when it comes to my inner circle. Um, I want people going in the same direction. I want same people with core values. Um, most of the people I hang out w- with are not group think. We don't do mob thinking and group think. We tend to run from what the crowd's doing and go, all we want to do is make impact and build something great. And um, and that's the people that I want to surround myself with. And those are the people that make me better. Those are the people that make me happy. And this is the big one. They got to be net givers. They can't just take, 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 take your energy, take your time, take your money, take your advice and all that good stuff. I can't tell you how many amateurs tell me, hey, can I pick your brain? No, brother. That's what I get paid a significant amount to do is for my opinion. No, you can't pick my brain. And by the way, come with a net give. And what can you, you know what I'm saying? Let's do a quid pro quo as opposed to let me pick your brain. I get asked that 12 times a day. That's an amateur move, by the way. I want everybody to hear that. Do not ask that. Come with a give. How can you help them? And then those people want to help you. So I'll get off my soapbox, brother. No, no, your soapbox. You can actually build the soapbox up if you want. We still have some time yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, this is harsh things that people have that we have to actually take accountability for on ourselves in our personal lives and professional lives. You know, I'm I'm one because I'm by trade a network engineer. So everybody's constantly asking, asking, asking. I'm it bad. is very rare for somebody to actually offer in information and actually help me. So I, I completely understand what you're doing. Uh, what you're saying here is, but when, you know, trying, trying to do the book thing, doing the show thing and whatnot, now I'm getting give and take. Yep. You know, your information you're giving me, you're definitely great content. We're breaking the boundaries here of normal day-to-day thinking that we're programmed to do. Yep. And hopefully I'm giving you some great content as well, because uh, I try to do things a lot differently than other sh- talk show hosts. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I can go by your scripts. I can go do, you know, the 10 other interviews that I've done or review done, but what's the point in that? All you're doing is regurgitating things. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Indeed. And I think people have a, and, it, and it's, you know, it's all of us, you know, we have trouble with saying no, we want people to like us. We want to be seen, heard, loved, and valued. Mm-hmm. But man, the most thing that, the, again, you're your number one asset and your energy is your asset and your time is your asset. And the people you need to be around need to be filling your cup, not just, not just taking your battery energy away. And that's why I call it net giving. And a buddy of mine, Chris Tuff, uh, he wrote a book called Save Your Ask. And save your ask. When are you going to do your ask? When it's the most important? Find a race to the middle. Come in with a give. How do you make their life better? How? And it could just be a smile. It could be asking how you help them. It could be an introduction you could make. Or it could just be, what are you missing in your life right now? And can I, can I help you find someone to make it better? If you come in with a give, most people will come back with a give because we're giving human beings, we're kind human beings, but our niceness is earned and we have to be boundaried. Otherwise, the energy vampires will suck us dry from energy, man. And remember, no is a full sentence. Use it often. And don't don't go with the uh, no but thing because if no. that but as soon as you put and that you're qualifying. in there, yeah, it's it qualifies. It's like, oh well, it's not going to be this, but I will do this in case that's not met. Right, right. So, and that's again comes back to people pleasing and want people to like us. Right. Um, you know, I want to. I want people to know that I love everyone, but my niceness and kindness is earned. I'm kind, but my niceness is earned. I love everybody, but man. Uh, we've got to protect our energy because we got to give. We got to be out there serving our families, ourselves, and others. And you know, there's just a lot of unconscious, you know, people who are just going to ask for everything because they just don't know any better. So even though they're inadequate, doesn't mean they're a bad person. And that's well, that's actually back to the forty-eight laws of power, the vampire <laughs> rule. Yeah, don't or, or vampire slash leech, leeches. I forget which one that is. I think that's twelve or thirteen. If you want to check that out, you know, it, it's in Great there. Book. <laughs> it, it's a wonderful book, and I can see that you've instituted some of those things in your book as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually read that book after um, I wrote Legendary. However, you know, Legendary is just the accumulated accumulation of what I've been taught, what I've learned from coaches, what I've read. Um, there is no new wisdom. It just happens to be in a very digestible flavor. It's very easy and it's very tactical. People can execute and it, you can do it quickly. And I think that's why it's been so successful. But everything in that book, I've been taught, I've read, I've learned, I've been mentored on, I've been coached on. And that's why even some of the things, there's probably things in that book, I can't think of one of them there is that I probably disagree with now or would rewrite differently um, just because I'm constantly learning and growing. So none of it's mine. It's just in my flavor. And I think people are digging that flavor. And I think that's why it's done. So, uh, you know, you look at what they were saying 3000 years ago in the Stoics, man. That's every leadership book known to man just right there that the Greeks were doing. So, I mean... It's all good stuff. It's just, uh, yeah, there's there's 48 laws in my book. There's Napoleon Hills in my book. The Darren Hardys are in my book. The Stephen Coveys are in my book. And it's just all what's influenced and helped me to build uh, towards a legendary life. When are you done building your legendary life? I don't think you're ever done. I don't think we're ever done. Again, um, the meaning of a life is to, uh, I've got, I don't think we're ever done because I, I think the moment we stop growing, we stop dying. The moment we stop serving, you know, I think we're all put on this earth to serve in right. some way. Okay. Even, you know, what we've done poorly as a society is we like to push our old people 
away from us, whereas indigenous societies and ancient tribes celebrated the wisdom of the elder. And I think we pushed that away. And I think um, our I think our seasoned people or our elderly people can teach us a lot because they've lived a lot and they've learned a lot. But for me, the meaning of life is to to love to a give love and b receive love. And a lot of ambitious driven types have trouble receiving love. Number three is define your purpose. And what I love about your purpose is it changes depending on the season of your life and until your last breath, you have a purpose. And number four is to use that purpose to make someone, something, some community or some event better than you found it. That's your purpose. And then to never stop growing. And to me, that's the meaning of life. So when you say, when you're, when are you done? Well, when you see the light, that's when you're done. Yep. Excellent. That's great. I Definitely can't tell good. you how many people I know that have retired and they just start disintegrating because they're right. not they're not doing anything anymore. They're not contributing. They're not serving. They get bored and there's only so much golf they can play or uh, margaritas they can drink. <laughs> and so, I mean, I've seen so many of my mentors and friends that stopped do, leading some sort of purposeful. Like you could pull way back. It's about quality mm-hmm. over quantity, but we have to serve. We have to love and we have to grow every moment of every day. Or we're we're atrophying. Okay. Now, with doing the purpose purposeful things in life, how much passion do you and time and the other assets do you put into that? How do you divide that up? So, to me, your purpose incorporates your passions. Okay. Um, To me, when it comes to purpose work, or whether it's your career, or God willing, you know, I'm one of the fortunate ones that get to work in my purpose. But to me, if you're not passionate about something, you're just not going to do it for long. Um, And I tell everyone in their careers, whether they work for someone else or they're an entrepreneur or whatever it might be, if you're 51% happy in your job and making a difference and love what you're doing, you're winning. Each percentage above that, you're really winning. If you can get up to 60 or 70%, because we all got 30% of crap we don't want to do every day. like. Mm you know, email is someone else's to-do list, all the texts that come in, complaining customers and clients, uh, business development sales, whatever the thing is you don't like doing. We all have that. But I think on when it comes to passions, I think it, when it comes to living the good life, um, it just depends on your season in life, right? And to me, I don't know about this work-life balance stuff. I don't know what that means, but I know what th- I know what's important is number one, you got to prioritize yourself. And it's about quality over quantity, quality over quantity. In less than 30 minutes to an hour a day, working on you, all phases of you, you can become elite and world-class. Number two is your family and friends. Quality over quantity. Have quality time with your family. Have quality time with your friends. Have quality time with your significant other. Put your damn phone down, turn off the Amazon, and be present, fully immersed. And I'm telling you, in short amount of time, whether it's a two-hour dinner, a 30-minute conversation, a five-minute chat over the phone, if you're fully present, fully immersed, and you're all there, they'll remember that, and it'll fulfill you up. And then go spend the quantity of your time in whatever is your priority at the time, but you have to be passionate about that or you just won't do it long-term. It won't be sustainable. You won't keep taking action. So you're, you have to find your passions and you got to have a little fun too, man. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, You gotta have fun. You gotta enjoy life a little bit. Yeah, totally. Totally. (laughs) And lighten up because we're so hard on ourselves. Lighten up, man. (laughs) Talking to myself, by the way. (laughs) And myself. I'm I'm known for that. (laughs) I love it, brother. Now, I like to have your opinion on this is that there is no work-life balance. This is my personal thought about this. And 
and since I started thinking thinking this way and and choosing the choosing the to think this way is there is no work life balance. It, there's only choices. Yep. Every choice you put is either taking time for something per- personal or something professional, but there is no balance. I agree with that. Um, some people won't, I doubt they're listening to this show. So I think the majority of the people listening to this show will completely agree with you. Um, you know, I, I'll, I want to step back for a second. Our legendary life retreats, experiences, mastermind, and community and movement aren't for everybody. We're allergic to laziness and we're allergic to apathy and we just don't do entitlement or victimhood. But I think I'm with you. It's about choices and priorities. And if you say you're busy, that means something or someone else is prioritizing your time. And you have the choice to prioritize your time. You have the choice to say no. You have the choice to put your phone down. You have the choice to not watch 16 hours of ridiculous Netflix. It's a waste of time. You have the choice to invest in yourself. You have the choice to work smarter, not harder. Everything, you don't have any more time than the rest of us, and you're not even busier than the rest of us. It's just about priority and choices, priority and choices. And to me, if you're ambitious and driven, or you want more, or you want to make more impact, or you want to make more money, you're going to have to go out there and get it. Um, it's about intentional action, intentional action, intentional action, and action without intention and intention without action is useless. I have a different way of saying that normally. And so I love what you said, priority and choices, priority and choices. And what will you choose today to be a little bit better than you were yesterday and look in the mirror and know that's the problem and solution. So I completely agree. Some people want to be lazy. That's not my tribe. That, that is. Let them be lazy. Let right. them be lazy. You're right. That that's a choice that they want to do, and they're, com- they're they're in their comfort zones. Yeah. Well, since well, since I brought up comfort zones, how important is it to get out of your comfort zones? So, I mean, so many great people before us. I mean, nothing good. Nothing good comes easy. Um, it just isn't. I mean, if you look at ninety per ninety five percent of the people that weren't born with wealth, or that we look up to, whether it's in business or art or sport or music, or um, entrepreneurs, or whatever it is we look up to, they get out of their comfort zone, they take risk, but more importantly, they take action, take continued action. When they fail, they learn and take continued action. And I think I think showing up and taking action will put you in the top 10% of life. It is remarkable to me how many people don't show up and honor their commitments. It's remarkable to me how many people don't show up and honor themselves. And so for me, getting out of your comfort zone and uh, saying F fear and doing it anyway will put you at the top percentage of life. And, and what I love about it is the more, more you get out of your comfort zone, but the more you do the reps, the more you do the reps, the more you do the reps, the more confident you will become, the more courageous you will become, the more fulfilled you will become. And, you know, you will run to the fire and not away from the fire. And when life gets hard, you can stand there with confidence and poise and know exactly who you are, where you need to go, and who's coming with you. And what more powerful than not getting than getting out of your comfort zone, taking action, and setting the be the example that you want to be? There's nothing more fulfilling in life than that. Even if you fail, you'll learn, and then you'll take action again and go get it again. Right. So that's what I love about it. That's I, I feel the same way, especially with the failures. I actually, when I do fail, I feel. You know, you get the bum down, you get, you know, it's, oh, I can't believe I did this. And you beat yourself up continuously for it instead of actually going back through it. It's like, okay, where did I fail? Why did I fail it? How can I not fail the next time? 
Yeah, totally. Some of my biggest learnings, and you heard two catastrophic failures in our first segment, and um, I could have used that as an anchor to hold me down or a platform to stand on with gratitude. What did I learn from it? Shoot me forward. And it wasn't until later in life that I was taught that, that I stopped letting it anchor me down. I stopped telling myself that story and started rewiring my beliefs to be something more courageous, confident, and humble. Um, so there's that. But man, I'm telling you, there's the, <laughs> and in the interest of time, I fast forwarded from me leaving that career and writing a book. There was five or six years of fiddle fiddling around and trying this entrepreneur venture or this angel investment or this venture or, or this. And it, and I just failed, 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 failed until I found my calling, till I found my zone of brilliance, till I found my confidence, till I found my voice right. and knew that I was going in the right direction. So, but I learned the entire step of the way and each one of those failures taught me something and everybody fails. Everybody messes up. It's what are you going to do about it? Are you going to choose to do it a little bit better next time? And what did you learn from it and move forward and take action, take action? Like you said, get out of your comfort zone. And that's that that brings a lot of even the assets and the tools that you have in your book that brought brought this to life, because I wasn't born to write books. You know, I, my, my comfort zone was actually fixing computers that, that, prof <laughs> that profession, that profession. Those are different me. than each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's even though we are different because you went investing route, I, I had the computers and doing investing and honestly getting, seeing a YouTube channel ad and saying, I can actually do what they're doing in a very intoxicated state of mind and bought the course and did it. I can honestly say the revelation is it brought me to here and yeah. brought me talking to you and talking about building legendary lives. Love it, man. I love it. And um, kudos to you and, and like yourself and me, we all have a voice and it all needs to be heard. We all have our God given talents that we need to use. And if you don't know what your God given talents are, go ask the three closest people around you. They know what it is and go out there and serve, go out there and, find your voice. Even if you're an introvert, go out and find your verse and find your zone of brilliance and go out there and serve, man, you will be fulfilled and happy. And that's the whole point of life too, right? Happiness is a journey. It's not a destination. I mean, we're going to have good times, bad times. We're going to have sadness. Can't have the love without the dark, right? Can't have the rainbow without the storms, but man, uh, life is so preciously short and um, doing the best you can over and over again. And just, uh, just getting up and failing and keeping going. And I, I promise you, you'll, you'll say you'll be in the top 10% if you just take action and show up uh, and you'll be in the top 1% if you start investing in yourself first. So I'll leave it at that. That's wonderful. Now I'm with talking with you and whatnot, that, especially that last couple sentences you had, I'm reminded of my uh, favorite movie quote that got me through a lot of stuff and it's from the crow and it says it can't rain all the time. Can't rain all the time. Can't rain. No. And that uh, there's a ancient wisdom says this too shall pass. Yes. This too shall pass. And, um, you know, there is literally millions of people in this country dying for this opera. They're in hospitals wishing they had the opportunity that we have. Um, and life is so very short and this too shall pass. It doesn't matter if you're going through something huge in a family or friend or sickness or you're not as successful as you want to be, or you're not as happy as you want to be. Um, this too shall pass. Yes. But you've got to look in the mirror and your choices and actions. 
And what are you going to do? What choices you're going to make? What actions you're going to take? No matter what you're going through and how you feel, go find the nearest mirror. I love you. Know that you're not alone. I love you, but you are the problem and the solution. And you've got to, in order to stand strong for others, you got to stand strong for yourself. And what choices and actions, small ones, little small ones, that will pay compounding interest that are you going to do today to show up for yourself, lead yourself first, respect yourself first, love yourself first, so that you can go lead, love, and respect others. Because like you said, uh, this too shall pass and it can't rain every day. But all of those things that we put as priorities, money, success, our shiny things, our friends, our family, all those external things, our status, all those can be taken away from us in a second. And if you're standing, if you have internal strength, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, internal strength, you love yourself, you respect yourself, you believe in yourself, you're confident, you're humble, you're courageous, you're humble. I promise you when all those things are taken away from you and the storm comes and it's raining hard, is you'll be able to get to it a lot faster than if you just continue to do what you did yesterday and not make choices and changes to be better. That's wonderful. And that's honestly, Tommy, I hate to say it, but we're all, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> we went through the whole show and we can I'm come back told- Magnus and talk about investing next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can, well, we can talk about money investing next time. How's that? Yeah. I love it, we're, we're investing in our number one asset. Like you're saying is ourselves. Yeah. And that's, and I'm, a, I'm a money fan. Anybody that says money is not important. Like the T Har T Harvecker says run from them. They're broke. <laughs> 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 that's a that's a great great model to live by especially <laughs> in this day and age but if uh, the listeners want to learn more about you and your retreats and whatnot where can we find you where can email we me directly let's not let's not send them anywhere else go just straight to the source um yep. i have three people that help me with my inbox okay. tommy at tommybreedlove.com if you're interested in the legendary life uh, entrepreneurial retreat men's and women's retreats our experiences, our mastermind, our community. We want you, we want to be the people you choose to do life and business with. We want you, we want to be friends for life. If you're interested in that and you're interested in being better in all phases of your life and successful and ambitious, man, email me at Tommy at TommyBreedLove.com, Tommy at TommyBreedLove.com, or check out the book Legendary. If you're not a reader, I will read it to you on Audible. And so check out the book Legendary, but email me directly and uh, me or a member of my team will come back to you almost instantaneous. Oh, that is wonderful. Tommy, I wish that, you know, thank you for your time. Thank you for being on the show with us. You know, great content. Honestly, Magnus, uh, you're a gentleman and a scholar brother, and I'm humbled and honored to be here. And I'm I'm fighting a good fight just like you are. And uh, hopefully we'll all make a choice and be a little bit better than we were yesterday. Absolutely. Uh, everybody, that's the show today. Next week, we actually have Bernadette Boaz going to be on the show. She's an author and has her own uh, radio our podcast uh we're gonna bring the fire back into your life after burnout so (laughs) so uh have a great week make a better choice today for a better tomorrow and have a great night thank you thanks for listening to making more money for you with magnus carter on the voice america business channel We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.
Mix again.